from the WIA News Hub in Queensland and WIA News Studios across Australia, this is the National News Service, relayed by VK1 WIA. Hello there, I'm Graham VK4 Double B with the new improved version of WIA National News this year 2013 with added zest. Okay, here we go. And January 1, 2013, just, well, five days ago, marked the release to Australian amateurs of the 630 metre band, 472 to 479 kilohertz. In Melbourne, first on the band was Drew VK3XU, who came on at midnight calling CQ on CW. Then came Grant VK3 Hotel Popper on SSB. The two soon found each other and a cross-mode contact was had on 476 kilohertz. Peter Parker, VK3YE, recorded the first 30 minutes of signals from both stations and they have been YouTubed. and that was the first half hour of amateur operation on the new 630 metre band, 472 to 479 kilohertz. I don't think after some 20 years of doing the national news and Q news we really need to remind you that you'll find all the URLs when you read the text edition. However, would you believe this week we did have an audio uh, subscription to us and in that when we asked for the script, they said, do we really need to send you a script as well? Would not believe it. Okay, so here we go. For our new listeners, obviously we've got new listeners all the time. For our new listeners, all you need to do is go to wia.org.au and read the text edition of this, the WIA National News. And of course, if you do miss the audio on your VHF or shortwave repeaters, then all you need to do is go to that same address, wia.org.au, and there... You'll be able to listen as well as read this week's edition. And in fact, you'll be able to go way, way back for all the editions of WIA National News. Speaking of the WIA National News, and why wouldn't we? Because that is what you're listening to. The relay of National News today is being broadcast using Free DV in Southeast Australia. There is a growing worldwide interest with digital voice communications on the HF bands. The D-Star equipped systems have been testing, as has an open source solution, FreeDV, which uses the open source Codec 2 code. Digital voice allows SSB quality communications in half the bandwidth and at lower power levels. The technology is in its infancy, but could be the way of the future for HF communications. As always, the amateur radio hobby forms the best platform for innovation and improvements of new technologies. In order to allow more people to hear free DV in action, Amateur Radio New South Wales has kindly allowed the relay of its VK2WI transmission today, Sunday, January 6. That is the UTC of January 5 from 2300 to 2359 hours. Well, VK2WI, along with the national news, of course, 
will be relayed by Ed VK2JI from the Central Coast using the proposed digital voice 40 metre calling frequency. That is 7.190 lower side. Ed will only be running 25 watts into a 40 metre wire loop antenna so low signal strength tests can take place. It may well be that this is the world's first of a national news bulletin being transmitted using a digital voice mode on the HF bands. To be able to receive the transmission, you will need a PC connected to your transceiver in exactly the same way as a connection to run digital data modes like PSK31, etc. Now, if you successfully receive the test transmission, or if you have a general interest in digital voice on the HF bands, post a message to the Digital Voice Google Group, where all matters free DV are discussed. A scouting we will go, and it certainly is all go, in Maribyrnong. Hello. Have you made it into our log at VI4ASJ, the special event station running at the Australian Scout Jamboree? I'm Jeff VK4ZPP from the Maryborough Electronics and Radio Group, and I've been lucky enough to be one of the non-scouting operators at AJ2013. In fact, if we do a headcount, there are more licensed amateurs wearing scouting clothes than us civilians. The miniature city called AJ2013 is a mixture of camping tents and marquees, fixed showground facilities and transportable buildings adapted for this 10-day event. The largest of these buildings is home to most of the medical facility, the bad shop and, of course, the I4ASJ. The station is comprised of four operating positions combined with a computer logging area. One thing that may surprise many is that most of the modern electronic paraphernalia is absent from the participants. If you see someone with a mobile phone, you can be pretty sure they are working towards meeting the goal of dream it, live it, the Jamboree motto. If you see a handheld radio, the user is likely to be in a non-scout uniform providing security, policing, first aid or site maintenance services. Every so often the HT belongs to an amateur using the on-site repeaters and internet linking. The amateur radio at AJ2013 has been initially a qualifying activity for scouts to get their Jamboree Award, but is also a fully-fledged special event station manned by licensed amateurs participating in the Jamboree. There are just too many people to mention today, but look out for the full report in Amateur Radio magazine. Miraborough Radio and Electronics Group has agreed to act as QSL manager with the assistance of the WIA QSL Bureau. PI4AJS is really a limited-time offer, which expires on the 12th of January. No steak knives with this offer, but the chance to score a rare call. Reporting from AJ2013, this has been Jeff Emery, VK4ZPP. Just 49 days to go to the Wyong Field Day, and that means only 48 days until the Mini Contest University at Wyong. Registrations are flowing in, so if you wish to attend the MCU, you'd better register soon, as space is limited. If you want to be in the free draw for a HF contesting book, you'll need to register before the end of January. As well as lectures, we are planning an informal round table where you'll be able to ask experienced contesters all the questions you need. The draft programme is up on the website, and to see all the details and how to register, simply go to fieldday.org.au. That's F-I-E-L-D-D-A-Y dot O-R-G dot A-U. 
and click on the Mini Contest University on the right hand side of the page and you'll get all the details that you require. 73s, this is Ed, VK2JI. See you at Wyong. Across Australia, from VK1WIA, you are tuned to the WIA National News Service. In the Banana Shire region, it can be heard on VK4 RCQ 2 meter repeater on 147 megahertz every Sunday morning at 9am. From the Banana Shire Repeater Association, I'm Brandon. VK4FABB. Centre Victoria Radio Fest. Want to secure a trading spot and the well-attended event to be held on Sunday, February the 10th at Kyneton. Table bookings can be made conveniently and easily at our online shop via the main Amateur Radio Victoria website. For general inquiries, call Ross Pittard VK3CE on 0408 533 107. Or Club Corner Displays, Tony Hamling VK3 VTH on 0423 635 152 or VK3 VTH at amateurradio.com.au. The event includes a busy trade hall, second-hand seller's market, Club Corner and mini lecture program. Speakers are Kevin Forbes VK3 UKF about things in orbit, Drew Diamond VK3 XU home brewing techniques, Alan Devon, VK3XPD, and Michael Coleman, VK3XH, show and tell on millimetre wave bands. And Wayne Merry, VK3WAM, about Summit of the Air. See you at the Centre Victoria Radio Fest on Sunday, February the 10th. I'm Barry Robinson, VK3 Papa Victor, and you are listening to VK1WIA. From the WIA News Hub in Melbourne and WIA News Studios across Australia, this is the National News Service, relayed via VK1 WIA. I don't know where you were on New Year's Eve, but being conscientious amateurs, I'm sure a few of you were manning your stations, ready to relay messages and provide communications if required. Your stations were likely still prepared from the end of the world disaster drill that I'm reliably informed by some of my Mayan mates has been delayed until after the GFC and will be back on sale when the Consumer Confidence Index picks up again high high. A shame it seems that the major telcos are unable to add new hardware to their Christmas lists like we did, or perhaps they have, but we're a little busy to read the manuals and unpack the boxes in time for New Year's festivities. All around Australia, as has been the case for 15 years in my experience, the thronging masses heading to the CBD to see the fireworks have given the mobile phone networks a bit of indigestion. Indeed, with the pain that the general populace experienced with passing SMSs, I'm sure this will be diagnosed as a case of DNGS, Digital Network Gallstones. All joking aside, though, Twitter was abuzz with complaints, levelled at all the carriers, beginning as early as 6.30pm on New Year's Eve. Comments like, Haven't been able to make a call with Telstra in Melbourne for last two hours. Network outages starting early? Fail. Cause the official Telstra Twitter account to respond with, Sounds like New Year's Eve network congestion. Sorry about the inconvenience. Yes, they're undoubtedly aware of the situation and expecting it every year. Unable and unwilling, and I think rightly so, to justify massive hardware rollouts to cope with the mass spamming of Happy New Year messages to entire address books. 
Indeed, Telstra and Facebook rolled out features in recent weeks to preload your messages to be sent at midnight, and Telstra's Facebook page shows a graphic of the SMS traffic spike. It shows a ramp-up over the evening hours and a doubling of traffic from 11pm to midnight before a sharp decline, and by 5am, SMS traffic was down to 5% of the peak. But what's been forgotten? Stories from the trenches are emerging as to the effects of the network congestion on other mobile network users in the capital cities. With the ubiquity of coverage and our comfort with mobile devices, it's easy to overlook the commercial and industrial uses of technology. For last-mile network connectivity in difficult-to-reach or temporary locations and backup communications for medical and security hardware, There are a lot of scenarios more serious than not being able to pay by FPOS on a portable terminal at a street vendor for glow sticks and party hats. Despite best efforts, Tuesday, January 1st was a busy day in the building maintenance and IT services around the world. False alarms, real alarms, unreported break-ins and impossible to complete backup jobs needed tending to. Fortunately, no medical stories have hit the wire, and we should commend those working at the large events who ensure our safety. And count yourself lucky if you managed to hail a taxi driver who wasn't relying on their smartphone and Google Maps to decipher your address at 1am. All that aside, no matter how congested the mobile network is, there's always one trusty method to get through. What use is an F-call? When I was a lad, which for me was in the 1970s, I had a big tub of Lego. I used it to learn about the mechanics of things. I built a diff with yellow, blue and red cogs, long before Lego Technic came along with a pre-made diff. I built trucks and steering linkages, suspension arms, and when I had the opportunity to build a V8 engine with several kits from friends, I did that. My electronics building followed a similar path. I had a Commodore VIC-20, Which reminds me, Drac Trammell, the founder of Commodore Business Machines, passed away aged 83. Read up on his story when you have a moment. Anyway, I had a Commodore VIC-20. My experimentation with that was at a TTL level, rather than at a component level. I plugged in switches and connectors, made a serial port between an Apple II and my VIC-20, and did all manner of software and hardware experiments. Other amateurs I've spoken with have experienced a similar journey. Some with Lego, others with Meccano, or valves, Leyden jars, or a kite with a piece of string in a thunderstorm. Hi, hi. What I'm getting at is that even though I have limited experience with resistors, capacitors, tuned circuits, transistors and diodes, let alone designing and building circuit boards, I have the prerequisite to start. That is, a thirst for understanding, a joy with experimentation, and a steady enough hand to solder. While there is no way I would consider myself at any level other than a beginner in this field of circuits, I know enough to start to read diagrams, and when another amateur turns up for lunch showing off a frequency divider, I can follow what it's doing and how. What does it matter? I've heard plenty of people tell me that they are not smart enough to know about electronics, and they don't have enough physics or maths or whatever excuse they come up with. What I'm trying to say is that if you think of yourself as not capable of doing something, you'll be right almost every time. However, if you think about how the skills that allowed you to survive until now might apply to what you're looking at, 
you might be surprised. I'm Ono, Victor Kilo 6, Foxtrot Lima Alpha Bravo. In Melbourne and around the world, you can now hear and see the WIA news broadcast. Brought to you by members of Melbourne's Eastern and Mountain District Radio Club. The broadcast is transmitted via VK3RTV, digital television repeater, and simultaneously streamed live on the web, courtesy of the British Amateur Television Club. This is VK1WIA, now heard and seen around the world. I'm John, VK3DQ. International news with thanks to IARU, RSGB, SARL, Southgate Amateur Radio Club, ARRL, Amateur Radio Newsline, NZART, AR Victoria and the worldwide sources of the WIA. I'm Jason, VK2LAW. More 2012 Yasmi Excellence Award winners announced, along with Peter G3PLX and Powell SP9VRC, who received the award for the development of PSK31, a George Freeman K5TR, Tree Tyree N6TR, Trey Garlow N5KO, and Scott Nieder KA9FOX for their contributions to many infrastructure projects that benefit the ham community at large. Also recognised is ARRL Education and Technology Program Director Mark Spencer, W8SME. Spencer received the honour for his contribution to the ARRL Teachers Institute on Wireless Technology and other training efforts. Also for his development of PIC microcontroller projects, books for amateurs, as well as working with leaders in student and scientific teams in applying amateur radio to scientific projects and experiments. The ASME Excellence Awards are given to individuals who, through their own service, creativity, effort and dedication, have made a significant contribution to amateur radio. The award itself takes the form of a cash grant and an engraved crystal globe. Hungary closes regional public service stations. Hungary's Media Services and Support Trust Fund has closed all five of its regional radio studios, which make up the Regio Radio Network, According to the Trust Memo on December 21st, the studios will be leased out and staff will either be made redundant or employed as correspondents for the National Public Talk and News Service. According to the Chief Operating Officer of the Media Services and Support Trust Fund, the Regio Radio Network experienced a waning audience due to increasing competition from other local private stations The soon-to-be-available FM and AM frequencies will be used for broadcasting a new nationwide public service of Hungarian song or urban folk music and at least one operetta music station. Now for some cool news, Mawson in Antarctica to be activated. Departing for the coast of McRobertson Land and Australia's base at Mawson is Craig Hayhow, VK6JJ, who will be signing as VK0JJ. He lands on February the 10th, planning to soon after install the 6-metre beacon VK0RTM and test the propagation on that band. The main HF rig is a Flex Radio Flex 5000A, coupled to an amplifier and feeding a terminated sloping triangle antenna. On 6 metres it will be at 400 watts from Mawson, thanks to a power amplifier from Steve Gregory VK3ZAZ, who is also the QSL manager and radiated by a five-element Yagi. The amateur satellites on 2 metres and 70 centimetres are to be accessed 
using a crossed duo bander. From the WIA News Hub in Queensland and WIA News Studios across Australia, this is the National News Service, relayed by VK1 WIA. Operational News, I'm Felix, VK4FUQ. VK Rossar Memorial, VHF, UHF, all January. VK Summer, VHF, UHF Field Day, Saturday, Sunday, January 12 and 13. ZL Jock White Memorial Field Day Contest Saturday and Sunday February 23 and 24. Special event stations DX and Beacon and Net Advice. Alpine Ski World Championship Special Event. Every Austrian amateur radio operator has the chance to operate with the special call sign OE2013 stroke their own suffix between January 15th and February 18th. Activities to celebrate the Alpine Ski World Championships 2013 taking place in Schmandling. An award is available for three different classes, gold, platinum and diamond. Each class requires a certain number of special event stations and OE stations logged. For complete details, visit the website address shown in the script version of this WIA National News Service. Lord Howe Island. Several JA operators are expected to be active as call sign stroke VK9L from the Blue Lagoon on Lord Howe Island between January the 11th and 18th. Activity will be on 80 to 6 metres using CW, SSB and RITI. F6ITD will be on the airstroke FG from Guadeloupe in two islands between February the 1st and March the 25th. He will be using SSB and the digital modes during his stay. QSL virus home call F6ITD either direct or via the Bureau. AJ6HAM celebrating the 12th West Japan Ham Fair on AS077 Kyushu on now until March. AA9A will be active from Antigua between February 11th and 20 using new call sign V24A. Operations should be on 160 through 10 metres using CWSSB and possibly RITI. QSL virus home call sign AA9A Direct or Bureau. 18119T, celebrating the 65th anniversary of the Tokyo Fire Department, 119 is the emergency fire ambulance number in Japan. Has been on the air since December and ceases March 25. Active in all HF bands and modes. F6KAP expected to be active from Uganda as 5X8C between February the 6th to 18. From a location some 20 kilometres from the Entebbe airport. 5X8CX has announced that they will comply with the last IAAU band plan for 40 metres for the region, with the frequencies of the PSK and RITI moved to 7040 and 7042 kHz. TG9-KF5LSG will be active from Guatemala until middle of January. He may operate as TG9IDX. If you make contact, please QSL virus home call sign DL5RMH. For VK1 WIA National News, I'm Felix VK4FUQ Enningham. Across Australia from VK1 WIA, you're tuned to the WIA National News Service. In Toowoomba, it can be heard on VK4 RDD on 14675 MHz at 9am on Sunday morning. I'm Dave, VK4 LED. I told you it was the new improved version of WIA National News at the top of the hour. Certainly must be. We're speeding along towards the end of it. You're either listening faster or we haven't got as much news. OK, worldwide special interest groups. We're looking at International Lighthouse and Lightship Weekend and the tally steadily grows. 
So far, there's been 120 registrations from 24 countries in the annual International Lighthouse and Lightship Weekend held each August. Germany leads the tally of 30, closely followed by its rival in this fun event, VK with 28. Then the United States, England, Scotland, Canada, Argentina, Sweden, Holland, with many, many more nations registered, including a few just having one entry. Now, the idea behind this event is to activate former marine navigation structures, drawing public attention to them and publicising ham radio. To read the guidelines, register for the next International Lighthouse and Lightship Weekend on August 17 to 18, visit the website illw.net. On the social scene as we do wrap up the WIA National News, January 27, VK3 is Meet the Wales of Amateur Radio at Bandura Park, Rotunda No. 6. February 10, VK3, the Centre Victoria Radio Fest at Kyneton. Feb 23 in VK, the Wyong Mini Contest University Wyong Racecourse. And Feb 24 in VK, the Wyong Field Day at Wyong Racecourse. Hello everyone. Did Santa disappoint you this Christmas? Didn't get that special something you were looking forward to? Well, don't worry. The largest amateur radio gathering in the Southern Hemisphere is coming. Wyong Field Day, 24th of February, 2013. Lucky Gate Prize, Flea Market and much, much more. So don't forget, Wyong Field Day, 24th of February, 2013. See you there. Leaving Wyong on Feb 24, on March 24, it's down to Tassie, VK7's Meet the Voice Barbecue at Ross. And May 24 to 26 in VK6. Have you prepared for the last weekend in May? The 2013 WIA AGM and Conference. The AGM is the forum for you to participate in determining the future direction of amateur radio in Australia and the role that the Wireless Institute of Australia takes in that process. You'll help with an open forum where you can raise issues close to your heart and hear the views of other amateurs. The 2013 WIA AGM and Conference. It's all about engaging, learning, appreciating, socialising and discovering. You'll find all the information online at the VK6 conference site, conference.vk6.net. Then diagonally across VK, it's up to the North Queensland Amateur Radio Convention being held this year in Charters Towers, October 3 to 7. November 3 in VK5, Hamfest Adelaide Hills Amateur Radio Society at Goodwood. November 15 to 17 in VK3, the Victorian National Parks Weekend. And November 24 to VK3, the Southern Peninsula Amateur Radio Club's Rosebud Radio Fest. Well, that is it for this week for the very first broadcast of the good year 2013. I'm Graham VK4 Baker Baker. Walk softly. In the nation's capital, with amateur radio news from across the globe, this has been the WIA National News Service. Local news and callbacks follow on most affiliates. We'd appreciate you checking in. VK1WIA. We've reported. You decide.